Leopard coming at ya. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think I ever heard that song before. Maybe if I listen to more of it. You know, it, it, it had been a while for me. Um, came on the radio. So I was cruising this morning. Drove Emma to the airport at like 4 a.m. Ooh. So, yeah. Got me Where's good. she going? Florida. Oh, lucky. I know. <laughs> Told her, find us a house. Does she have a favorite son down there, too? She goes there as often as her mother. That's right, man. <laughs> well, no, her parents like to go down there. So, uh, uh, Grandma's got like a condo going for the, for the winter. Gets it for like a couple months, and they're vacationing past the condo and going to like the Keys. They're doing like a uh, just a tight knit family group outing because they kind of had a rough year. So they're you know hanging hanging together. It's um, always good. Always unit. good for the family. It's good stuff, indeed. Yeah, and uh, you know, I simply just couldn't afford to really take off work anymore. Or, you know, <laughs> I'm what you would call poor. Uh, He's what you would call dating up. Yes, that's dating right. up. <laughs> Not married yet, so he he doesn't get to mooch off of that yet. So. <laughs> that's right. Working on it. I'm almost there. I think I'm a year away. From what I heard. Uh, not bad. Not bad. Closer than most. Yeah. So I was cruising back. And, uh, you know, man, traffic at 4 a.m. on a Sunday. Oh, is there anything better? There's nobody <laughs> out there, man. That's how it should be all the time. All the time. Oh, <laughs> I could I could have drove all day. <laughs> yeah, that's all I think about sitting on the, tra- in the highway during rush hour. You don't understand the jobs I go to. It takes me 20 minutes to get there in the morning. Hour and a half at night. Yes. Yeah, man. Oh, I mean, uh, chatting with a fella at work is moving and uh, debating between some spots. And so, you know, uh, I think a lot of it has to do, a lot of the debate has to do with kind of the commute that he, uh, you know, might have to take on. And I assured him, hey, you know, at five in the morning, it's nice and easy usually, right? It's a solid 30 minutes, maybe less, but... uh. When that ru- when that rush hour traffic hits, you're staring down forty five to an hour, no problem. <laughs> yeah. If you bring in snow or some sort of rain element to the mix, and uh, that's over an hour. Not only that, dude. I'm in Chicago, so like, this guy brought up something I didn't even think about. I went, I was like looking at this one house, and the guy was like, you know, I used to live over there in an apartment, like two blocks away. He's like, dude, every time they do the Mexican Pride, <laughs> dude, because. Like, in Chicago, every group gets their own Pride weekend. And he was like, you're in this area where there's, like, Mexican Pride, and then the next weekend it's uh, Puerto Rican Pride. And then it's like, then like a, a couple weeks later, you got, like, the Cuban Parade. And he's like, dude, you will never be able to get home on weekends. Is this um, not during Pride Month? Are we, are we talking, like, the other months of the year? No, this is like the shit that's actually been going on in Chicago for forever. But is this outside of June? It's not like a whole month. Yeah, but still, I think if we're going to do the anything pride, it should all reside within June. Otherwise, come on, you're taking up more of our time there. Yeah, but these are like... <laughs> it's like a real group of people with culture and background, not just Oh, I'm games. sorry. <laughs> You're talking about, like, cultural pride. Right. Yeah, oh, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, Puerto Rican. They'll do, like, a well, no, Puerto Rican yes. Independence Weekend or whatever. I got you. You see where my head was at. I was thinking, like, you know, we got the Pride Month for everybody, but then in this week, we have the Cuban gays, right? And then this next <laughs> week, we do the Puerto Rican gays, right? No, this is, like, whenever Mexican Independence Day is. Uh, yeah, I got dude, you. They, for, right. like, the whole weekend, they all, like form these car parades where they just block this whole they'll block off the whole area and then they move downtown they just block off the whole downtown for and they'll do it every every day of the weekend and then literally like two weeks later it's like puerto rican pride weekend and then they'll all put the flags on their fucking cars you know and then you got pulaski day is another fucking weekend where you got the polacks with their stupid fucking flags yeah, on their car Polskis, it's like this whole right. thing where like Every fucking asshole loves putting a flag on their car and blocking traffic. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I'm okay with this, actually. You know, they, they take a day, right? And that's good. They're not taking the whole month. 
Oh, but we're a very diverse fucking city, dude. That's every goddamn weekend. I know, but that's okay with me, actually, because we celebrate so many other stupid things that maybe it's nice to hold on to some culture. Yeah, you can tell who moved away from here 20 years ago and hasn't had to deal with it. Yeah, have you been to Denver? It's all white people. <laughs> well, now white people and Venezuelans. So we'll be doing the Venezuelan Pride Week, I'm sure, very soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is about to get even worse around here. I mean, now we got the, dude, we got so many Indians now. They're starting Mexican restaurants. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. This, uh, this Taco Maya, like, chain around here, it's, like, all over Chicago now. It's, it's Indian-owned and run. Every, every time you go in there, it's Indians. Wow. And they're doing it better than the Mexicans. Wow. They're, all right. You know, That's okay, Mexicans, then. you better step it up a little bit. You're getting too Americanized they're here, you know? They're becoming white guys, right? You can see it now. I, I didn't clip it, but I saw this thing on News Nation about how, uh, essentially, from what a lot of polling is indicating, Biden lost... Not just the Mexicans, but he lost the blacks. Uh, when, you know, like he's he's Wait, out. Even the blacks are white supremacists now. Yeah, that's well, that's <laughs> I, when I was watching. I'm like, oh, welcome to the club. All right, we're on the same team now, man. This is great. We're all white supremacists. Well, now I'm just confused on who I'm supposed to be racist towards. If yeah, the blacks, um, the Mexicans, or everybody's a Trump white supremacist supporter. Who who am I hating? I think eventually we get back around to hating the Asians. That's how it always works. I think you can always hate the Asians. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody will ever stop you from hating the Asians. Especially the Chinese, man. I don't know what it is about those guys. <laughs> They're shifty fellas, man. You know, yeah. It's because they're like fish. Like, you know how, like, fish don't really show a lot of emotions in the face? So you just feel like you can do whatever you want to them? Right. Yeah. Same thing with the Asians. The more, like... Oh, that was terrible. Well, then, no, but... That's, 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 I'm just saying they don't really show a lot of emotion. They're like known for that, right? Make sure edit team and get that in the uh, yeah. <laughs> get that in post there. I need a racist check on this. <laughs> we need a POC on this podcast. I mean, we're almost there, right? We're, genetically speaking, I think we're pretty close. Mm. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. Oh man! Uh, well, we're here. We made it. Happy Sunday, right? Yeah. Possibly? Yeah. I don't know. Football's going on. Are you watching it? No. Frank, how is anything going on? It's the <laughs> fucking anniversary of January 6th. <laughs> like, yes. I mean, we just survived another purge. Oh, a purge man. every year, January 6th. I gotta say, they hammed it up for this one. All right. No, you don't say. <laughs> Well, the last two, we kind of felt like they weren't really giving it their all. And you can see that they saved the meat, you know, for for this third anniversary. All good things come in threes, right? Three's the magic number, man. Uh, and <laughs> this, uh, Did you see some of the tweets? Some of the X's that went Frank, out there? I, have, I cannot stop reading shit about this. It... it <laughs> It's the most unbelievable thing. The way they word everything. 800 people have been found guilty of everything from minor trespassing to seditious conspiracy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but out of the 800, only oh, yeah. like three of them got seditious conspiracy. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I personally think that the reaction to Jan 6 is just like COVID. It's worse than what Jan 6 actually was, and we still have people who are locked up, who have ankle monitors going on, <laughs> like grandmas who have bracelets on their ankles for three years and can't leave their... I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, I, I, uh, I was just chilling last night, and I screenshot a few tweets. I thought you would like this, actually. Uh, this is from our, our POTUS, President Biden himself, three years ago. Violent. Minute, the great, the great uniter. Remember, yes. he was going to unite the country, not divide. Yeah, unite. good call. He woke up. Uh, this is nine a.m. Uh, after breakfast, I assume. He decided to tweet this out three years ago. A violent mob fueled by lies attacked the U.S. Capitol. Our democracy was tested, but it held because we, the people, prevailed. It's up uh. to, <laughs> it's up to us to prove, for all its imperfections. American democracy is still a beacon to the world and a promise to be kept. All right. 
was deep. There's no way he tweeted that. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, th- then I, I, I started digging deeper, and this is, I'm not familiar with this guy, uh, Representative Jason Crow. Uh, he had this to tweet out at 7 a.m. I imagine he, he woke up and was sitting on the toilet, dropping a deuce, <laughs> and he decided to uh, crap this out of his mouth here or his head. On Jan 6th, I was one of the members stuck in the house gallery. I still remember the sound of the rioters banging on the house chamber doors. I remember counseling my friend and colleague who had just spoken with her family. This guy's a hero. A hero. Okay, so what a hero. There's this guy, Steve Cohen. He's a rep as well. Uh, He tweeted a picture out with what I'm going to read there, but he's got a shot of him with. It appears to be some sort of breathing apparatus taped to a plastic bag around his face while he's wearing a face mask. It's it's really outrageous looking. And he tweeted, three years ago today, <laughs> I was there in the U.S. Capitol. <clears throat> we were minutes away from being violently attacked. I saw what happened. I felt what happened. <laughs> and, so did, and so did you. <laughs> and that's when three Gen 6 insurrectionists said, that lady's a man? <laughs> that blonde chick's a dude? <laughs> man. Donald Trump is a traitor to the United States of America. Don't ever forget it. All right, and then I'll, I'll end lastly. Thanks for your patience. I just really enjoyed yesterday. It was nice having the day off, um, you know, to really commemorate. Oh, I can't wait till it's a national holiday so we can do this every year. Yes, it'll be this and uh, Juneteenth that we get together and <clears throat> honor the fallen <laughs> victims of the 2020 Summer of Love. Uh, okay, so uh, here's Nancy. Three years ago, they all, they're really in how this was three years ago. A violent mob stormed the Capitol to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power. It was not just an attack on Congress, but on our fundamental freedom. Today... We all must do our part to preserve American democracy. With Lincoln, <laughs> which, which Lincoln called the last best hope of Earth. Wow, man. So that's why we should all stand with Nancy and strip everybody off the ballot except for Joe Biden <laughs> and preserve democracy with them. Yeah, yeah. You don't give the American public their choice of uh, who to vote for, man. That's how it works. That's, how, that's what Lincoln would have wanted. Dude, uh, the most amazing thing, uh, you didn't really capture it, a lot of outrage over the people who have not been charged because the statute of limitations for a lot of the charges is coming up. And my question to everybody is, there's a five-year statute of limitations on overthrowing the government? I think... (laughs) I think uh, uh, E. Jean Carroll would like a word with your statue of limitations. <laughs> no, but, but dude, I thought this was an insurrection where they overthrew the government. You mean to tell me that's a five? So I could, I could, I could grab a, mili- a militia. That's right. <clears throat> storm the Capitol. Oh yeah. Come close to overthrowing the Amer- of America. Violently attack Congress, according to what you guys are saying. <laughs> violently attack Congress, put their lives in danger, almost overthrow the country, and as long as I stay hidden for five years, I walk away on a technicality? That's the most American thing I've ever heard of, though. <laughs> right? We're all about the loophole, baby. Come on, man. Well, think about how good the podcasts are going to be after that five-year mark. Then they can tell their story. <laughs> like Chainsley, right? The QAnon shaman? Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I, I've been following that. I started following that guy, uh, the podium guy on Twitter or on X. This is, uh, I thought that was QAnon Shaman, uh, Jacob Chansley. No, Shaman was the guy with like the horn hat. That's right. The podium guy, he's literally on there as the podium guy. And it's, he has videos on there where like crazy people go up to him and they're like, you're the guy that took the podium. Just think of the the awesome character (laughs) names we got out of this whole fiasco, though. We got QAnon Shaman, Podium Guy, Pipe Bomb Guy, which everybody seems to forget about. And my favorite chant, Hang Mike Pence. (laughs) Just got a ring to it. Well, I just went through the, you know, kind of nice 
few group of tweets that I enjoyed last night or yesterday in commemorance of the Jan 6th three-year anniversary, but I had to clip a quick reaction, which has to be the uh, cherry on top of this Sunday here. Uh, This is from MSNBC. I don't know who this fella is, but uh, he he was overtook with extreme emotion. Is Michael Fanone, former D.C. Metropolitan Police Officer, Courage for America Council Member, and author of Hold the Line, The Insurrection and One Cop's Battle for America's Soul. Officer Fanone, <laughs> I'm going to try... Yeah. Oh my god! Wow, dude. dude. Jesus Christ. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> you played played the country for a bunch of fools. You made a nice buck. I'm not mad at him. I'm not gonna lie. Nancy Pelosi's daughter cut a million dollar deal with HBO Max and made a documentary. This is incredible. Did you hear the title of that book? Yeah, I can start it over. It's a quick clip. Please. I just have it because uh, this is a great title. After he this says the clip, you have to listen to the the quiver in this. Ma- the acting in this scene, it's it's beautiful. Former D.C. Metropolitan Police Officer, Courage for America Council Member, and author of Hold the Line: The Insurrection and One Cop's Battle for America's Soul. Officer Fanone, <laughs> I'm going to try to get through this. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you fucking fin- he, Pinocchio. He, he brought a tissue to his to his face. He like uh, <sighs> dabbed. He did a little dabber on his on the tear rolling down his. What even brought the tear up? Like what? Me, what? What are you possibly crying about? Huh, Mike, we almost lost democracy. <laughs> almost lost America. I'm getting choked almost up just thinking America. about it. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine if they overthrew that election? And then the Democrats wouldn't have the power to strip everybody else <laughs> off the ballot in 2024. They might have actually had to run an election in 2024. <laughs> it's crazy. Brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> tear to my eye. Uh, somewhere out there, our forefathers are rolling in their graves. Absolutely. <laughs> um, thank you for what you did three years ago today. <laughs> oh, my God, um, you... Please tell me your thoughts um, on this third anniversary. All right, now the guy's going to be real serious about what happened on Chance. But he has to now. There's <sighs> fucking f- crying in front of him about it. <laughs> you, can't, you know, you can't lighten it up now. <laughs> yeah, you got to sell right. some books. He's got to sell some books. And yeah, he's got to keep rolling this wave that this guy is uh, just ridden in on. So, all right, here we go. Um,. We are uh, still in the midst of the the same fight that began uh, on January 6th, 2021. Um, And we have a lot at at stake in this country. Um, And I think that it deserves every American's attention. Wow. Oh, my God. Mm. So serious. So dramatic. Did you hear his pause with the deep breath in the beginning there? <laughs> I'm heartbroken. Frank, sorry, I'm wiping away my tears. <laughs> heartbroken. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually crying because I didn't realize we got so f- gay in this country. Jesus Christ. That's our, that's our law enforcement? I don't know, yeah, but... We're doomed. Yeah, that's, our, that's our media, right? That's do the guy. The, do you want to know the scariest thing I got from the January 6th yesterday? I'm excited to hear your entire experience for the day of infamy, infamy January 6th. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you, it is the hallmark of every totalitarian government. They turn the people on themselves and they get the people to police themselves. It's just what you do, right? That's how you stow distrust and anger and you get people to fight amongst themselves and you know go back to russia that's how they were able to fill the gulags you know yeah that was neighbors turning on neighbors yeah man. uh i forgot who it was it was like the fbi guy it was a bunch of doj guys were uh thanking the civilian advocates or whatever they i forgot what they called them most of the people that are that have been arrested like almost all of them 
uh, they were turned in by just civilians who have nothing better to do but go over the surveillance videos, find the faces, and then search the web for the people. Right. They don't need that anymore. We have AI tech that they've already beta tested to uh, perfection over in China. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we have cameras to go outside your house, folks. Go take a look at the nearest red light yeah, uh, intersection. We have fantastic uh, HD 4K cameras on every intersection throughout america they, they can watch us at this point everywhere we go plus you're walking around with one of the best cameras in in the country in your pocket yeah but besides all that they they didn't find a lot of these people it wasn't the fbi and the doj that found these people it was civilians that turned them in yeah and i could definitely think of about three or four neighbors right now that would love to turn me in and my stupid little <laughs> podcast that i got here Think, right. remember, think about that kid in Texas that turned in his dad. Like, there's a lot of that that happened here. <clears throat> yeah, that it, still bothers terrible. me, and that is for me. That's full on George Orwell, 1984. You got the kids trained to spy on the parents and keep them in line, and get them taken away to the Ministry of uh, Health or whatever it is when you uh, break the rules. Yeah, right. Yeah, that that's what's sad. People turning each other in, I mean, over this clearly staged event. The more and more the video comes out, yeah, what are you going to do? Well, I got one more. I I love Jan 6th because I think it's in, it, it was kind of the culmination of 2020, right? Think of 2020 with the hindsight we have. It was one state-sponsored, manufactured event after another, right? You had COVID and the lockdowns. You had the George Floyd peaceful protests and summer of love. And then we had the election with the mules and everything else. And what led from the stealing of the election? Well, we had this incredibly staged and well-orchestrated event, January 6th. And it all... all those years led right up to it, man. It was incredible. The division, the hate, <clears throat> the distrust. It was, it was um, you know, the magnum opus of Nancy Pelosi and the uh, demons over at the DNC. I mean, they're using it for the takeover. It's pretty crazy stuff, and that's why I'm particularly into it. We'll, we'll do one last uh, little dip in there because I just want people to feel the absurdity and the outrageousness behind the forced fake emotions that these creatures on mainstream media are pushing through to us. And tomorrow marks three years. And I gotta go Mika Brzezinski over on the morning, Joe. Come on, we gotta sip that morning Kool-Aid, people, right? Since the worst attack on the United States Capitol in more than 200 years. And... Depending on where you get your information, Republicans will tell you that it was just another day and that it's just not worth talking about, that it was, quote, a normal tourist visit or a peaceful protest. They'll argue it wasn't an insurrection at all. In reality, we need to remember that Donald Trump called on his supporters to march to the Capitol. The mob broke into the Capitol, he said peacefully. I mean, they just cut that part out. Well, no, but he, they're also cutting out the part where he said, drink the bleach. Remember? He said, drink the bleach, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. not drink it. He said he was going to inject the bleach in your veins, right? <laughs> Come on. We all saw him say that. Come on. Gaming uh, racist. We're living in alternate universes. It's insanity at this point, man. Right, yeah, like, li- like literally yeah. every left, like all the mainstream media, everybody plays that clip of him saying "go to the Capitol," and then they cut it before he says peacefully. We need to peacefully be heard. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? 
It's insane. It's insane that they cut all that off. And oh, you said storm the Capitol. I heard him say storm the Capitol. Well, little did Donald know that there was this poor farmer from Montana just stoking all this violence over at the front lines <laughs> of the Capitol. Where my Ray upset, man? Come on. Threats, quite literally, looking to kill members of Congress. There it is. We saw it. Before. Quite literally, Mike, these people were there to kill them, man. Kill them. For our own eyes. I mean, one guy they... at his trial, the judge, like, yelled at him for 15 minutes because of the disrespect he showed for putting his feet up on a desk. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst thing this fucker did was put his feet up on a goddamn desk. Doesn't exactly sound like an insurrection. Oh, man, I can't get over the idea that you brought up a few episodes episodes back about how there was only one shot fired at this quote-unquote insurrection, and it was from the cops into the crowd, and it happened to kill a former service member. <laughs> yeah. Pretty one bullet. <laughs> one bullet. So this insurrection, these people showing up to the Capitol to take over the government, nobody thought to uh, start shooting, huh? In the years of mass shooting being at its you know, most outrageous, right? It's, I can't get over that idea, man. And it's weird that that doesn't really kind of ring true to anybody. It should bother everybody who supports this that most of the people are getting, like, disorderly conduct. Most of them are getting charged with, like, protesting without a permit on the Capitol. <laughs> right, I'm sure That's trespassing, not... right? <laughs> disorderly conduct. Like, these are not insurrection charges. Is there not an, that's maybe, hey Mika, maybe that's why I don't believe it's an insurrection. Maybe I believe it was a protest that got out of hand because a lot of these people are being charged with protesting and getting out of hand. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I might be crazy here, but when that's what you're charging them with, it seems like that's what happened. Oh man. You want to finish yeah. it off? Or, yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, I love right, it. You're right. I love it because you don't know, Mika. I don't believe it was an insurrection. You know who else doesn't believe it is an insurrection? The DA. That's right. That's why they're not charging them with the, your your lawyers. Also, don't agree. It's crazy that the people you got on the most time, Enrico Tario, weren't even there. They were in a Wasn't hotel there. down and, across the street, man. And the largest, the the biggest charges were for conspiracy. It wasn't even anything they actually did. It was for conspiring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, nothing was actually done that was, could be charged as an insurrection. And I know this because nobody has been charged with insurrection. Well, and she says explicitly in this clip here how they were literally there to kill members of Congress. And I, they show these images of the people at the doorway slamming the one cop and they keep cutting to this um crudely built noose situation it looked like they were <clears throat> claiming they were gonna hang right mike pence wasn't that what they were gonna do <laughs> Dude, i'm sure they pulled that news right out of the u-haul yes, I, mean, I literally was how gonna say did patriot how come nobody's been that? charged with that <laughs> oh sorry man we I was just going to say, I, I guarantee that was from Patriot Front. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Have you heard anybody getting charged with putting up a noose? No, they keep showing this picture of it or image of it in the video footage. I, I don't remember it when it happened. It could even just be totally new and they just CGI'd in, it into old footage of Jan 6. Then who, who would be able to call them out on their bullshit at this point? <laughs> right? That's true. <laughs> That's true. Who are we to argue with the FBI? We weren't there. They were. They were. So was the uh, ATF and the CIA and the DIA. I mean, they were all there, baby. Come on, NSA. Oh, yeah. Did, did you see that video going around X where it was like uh, the FBI busting the CIA? It was like this <laughs> it was like a group of guys planning to take to like overthrow the government, and then they, they all like one by one are taking off their hats. And they know each other, and they're like, oh, it's CIA. You know, it's a great clip. <laughs> I mean, you could do all sorts of memes with this, right? Scooby-Doo pulling the ghost mask off. It's a Jan 6 guy, and you pull it off, and it's the FBI guy underneath, right? <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, you got the three Spider-Mans pointing at each other, and it's CIA, FBI, and, you know, NSA or whatever it is. 
ATF. ATF, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're all in it. Defense uh, intelligence. Um, yeah, this was, come on, dude. This whole thing was staged. And you don't need any further proof outside of HBO Max. Go check it out. It's very entertaining. Nancy Pelosi and her daughter's documentary about Jan 6, the day where they just happen to have a film crew there ready to film everything that unfolds in multiple locations, and they had everybody mic'd up, and they even filmed multiple scenes involving Mike Pence and other people <laughs> just to get different angles, different lighting, you know? They even had AOC dressed up, fluffed, ready to go. <laughs> Nobody raped her. I know. She really... It was going to be a Kardashian film. You know? That's one of the Jan 6 lawsuits that have been tied up in the Supreme Court, actually. Uh, AOC never got... Uh, her scene that she was ready to film, the, the rape uh, so scene. They, yeah, they, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so they're arguing they shouldn't have to pay her residuals since she never got used Right, to but yeah. she, she was all ready to go. I mean, she went through the training and everything. So mm. um, Stole the yeah. shoes from the intern. She was ready. <laughs> That's the best story of January 6th. For those that don't remember, <laughs> AOC. <laughs> Not even in the building, by the way. If I recall... Another, she was in a different building. Different building. A different building. AOC thought that this mob was coming to rape and murder her <laughs> and her peers, and she turned to another woman intern and said, give me your shoes. Because she, could, she couldn't run in her heels. So fuck this bitch. I'm taking this bitch's gym shoes. It's not, I, I'm not even making that up. No, you're not. And one of the finer details of AOC's experience, uh, believing that she's on the verge of being raped by this insane white supremacist <laughs> mob of mega insane, insane monsters, uh, she didn't know whether or not she could trust the cops escorting her out because they too were white and potentially could be MAGA supporters and there also to rape her. I mean, they did have penises. And they were white. Yeah. <laughs> white men cannot control their penises around AOC. They have to rape her. And also, white <laughs> men can't jump, if we know anything from the 90s and Wesley Snipes. <laughs> but, dude, imagine, like, everything AOC talks about, like, we need leadership in this house. We need this. We need what kind of leader says, oh, my God, they're coming to rape and murder us. I need to be able to run faster than you. Give me your shoes. <laughs> I know, dude. It's like when a bear, you see a bear and you throw your friend in front of it, you know? Yeah, that's right. What a piece of garbage. AOC's an and, actor. That's what you got. And remember. you weren't even in danger. No danger at all. It's terrible. What a terrible person. I, if she gets reelected, there's no hope for New York. Well, you know, and just how low of a human are you that you believe instinctually everybody who's a Republican is naturally just a rapist, an animal, <laughs> is just going to go Hamas on you. Frank, I'm not saying all Republicans are rapists, but all <laughs> rapists are Republicans. <laughs> right, kind of like not all shooters are Republicans, but most shooters lately happen to be trannies. What's going on with that? I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> did we all forget already the shooting that happened this week? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Uh, That's Frank, right. I'm not saying all people on SSRIs are mass shooters, but all mass shooters <laughs> seem to be on SSRIs. Isn't it crazy how for five seconds we're like, oh, here we go. Here we go again. 2024. Can't we even get three days into the new year without another Republican nut job, white supremacist mass shooting? Oh, what's that? That's a transsexual BLT sandwich uh, person. Uh, <laughs> all right, never mind. Carry on, folks. Did you see uh, Jeffrey Epstein? How Jeffrey Epstein. Dare you talk about this shooting without addressing the mental health? <laughs> So insensitive. Oh, man. We were all in on banning guns again, even though we got rid of ghost guns here in Colorado. But no, no, no. Here we go. Here we go again. Let's get rid of the guns. Where's my David Hogg at? And then, oh, wait. Oh, nope. We can't, can't use this which one. Is, which is really crazy because mo I, I think you could get about 80% of the country to, to agree. If you are crazy enough to not know you're a man when you're a man, you probably shouldn't have a gun. I don't know. I just think there's a. It doesn't matter what you have going on between your legs, or even how you want to use what's going on between your legs. That that really is kind of separate from everything, in my opinion. If you've got clear, you know, indications of mental health issues going on, well, maybe uh, 
you know, we should be keeping an eye on you at least. Well, tranny definitely should be counted as a mental health issue, dude. Come so, on. well, how how close are we to that being a reality? Because we keep pushing socially the opposite direction. You know, the embracing of it and the celebration of it and the forcing it into our culture further and for- further and ingraining it. Like, it really... If we were being sensible, we should be going to the down the route of we should be treating these folks. I, I think it's starting to get pushed back, dude. I know I know a guy who him, you know, he was always kind of like, "Why do you even care? No, why do you even care? They're not doing the, they're not doing that." And then it happened. His uh, daughter decided she was a man. Nobody even told the parents for like a year. And then when he found out, now, now he, dude, now he, he might as well uh, be like the, <laughs> like the campaign manager for Trump. That's how like far in he is on Trump because he's, they, they won't even let. They, they took away all the parents' rights in Democratic places, and that is now starting to come out. And they're <clears throat> outraged. Are you talking about like in the school system and how? What kind of influence they're able to have with curriculum and, you know, what they're showing these no, kids? No, like, like, that's it. Once the school decides it's finally time to tell the parents, which is crazy. It's you're, like a year you're now. You're just talking about that, tra- uh, doing the transition thing. What's up? You, you mean in as far as getting the transition on? So the kid has already been transitioned in school. They do this thing where... It's more common than you think. The girl decides she's a boy. She tells the teacher, and everybody in the school starts calling her by the boy name. She even might have clothes at the school that she changes into that the parents don't know about. And then when it's when they decide it's time to tell the parents, <laughs> they recommend you to go see like some therapist or whatever. But you go to any therapist. I, I'm I'm pretty sure in Illinois, it's like against the law for them to even try to consider an alternative than gender affirming. Okay. <laughs> so now you're a dad who you just think your girl is going through a, a time, a little period that she needs to get over. Well, you think right? your, your girl's a, like a tomboy. She's like softball. Right. Maybe it's just a phase she's going through. Yeah, yeah. She might be a great pitcher. You know? She's got that killer curve, man. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're in a situation where the school's saying this, that the uh you take her to a quote unquote specialist who all they're allowed to do is do de- gender affirming care and everybody's you're like not allowed to stop it as a parent. If they can, you're they saying can if even you... take your kid away. <laughs> Yeah, that's what freaks me out. Right. So the state starts to interfere through the school and could eventually take your kid from your home. That's kind of freaky. Uh, You know, again, we keep dabbling into that Orwell world, man. This is a lot of uh, the government's watching you. They're recording you. Uh, They can, you know, if they have the means or the, you know, the reason to do so, they could tap into your phones and cameras and your TV and, you know, see what you've been saying and listen to you and then maybe actually take it to the courts and take your kid away. That's what's scary. And I think people, more and more people are witnessing it in real time. And that's why I don't think this training movement is that far from going back into the uh, book of mental illness <laughs> because it, it, I don't know. All right, man. I, no, I think people freaky. are starting to notice it. You know, when one, when you have more than, more than one parent that's being like, I could understand one kid, maybe one kid per class. But when you're talking about six, seven, eight kids per class are trans, I mean, that's just not how this works. I thought you guys were the party of science. Like, no species can survive like that. Yeah, well, you know, think of all the people who followed the science. Uh, they keep getting those boosters. They might be out of the gene pool altogether pretty soon. <laughs> the, 
But the party of science will go out there and find one photo of two gay penguins and be like, see, it's natural to be gay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but the overwhelming population has to be straight and normal sexually in order for the population to keep increasing, you know? We heard even uh, Darwin himself was a Finocchio. Did you not know about this? (laughs) True. Fucking Lincoln was a trans now. I forget who they said was a trans. Oh, get out of here. Get out of here. No, dude, they were saying we had a trans president. I forgot who it was. It was such a crazy article. Yeah. No. Yeah, one of our fucking guys was like a cross dresser or something, and they're like, he might have been the first trans. Well,. Yeah, but cross-dressers were around for a long time. The training movement, they're co-opting things from the past that were normal forever, and they're trying to like link it into their group. That's why they immediately jumped on board with the BLT sandwich community. <laughs> the, the, the president cross-dressing thing, I'll just chalk that up to you're getting so much pussy, you need to spice it. You, no, you I think uh, J. Edgar Hoover... Uh, didn't Leo DiCaprio do a movie where he was Hoover and he did the cross-dressing thing? And I'm was... starting to think Leo's a Finocchio, dude. Come on, man. You're, like, trying man. way too hard now to prove you only fuck 24-year-old girls. No, I know? just think he's got a, you know, a specific type, right? Uh, yeah, it's called the dude. Did you see that <laughs> thing about how all the, uh, about how Victoria's Secret was really about trans? So, ah, uh, man, okay, I keep seeing a lot of this going around. Uh, this kind of really hedges into Big Mike territory, and you all know, folks, how much I love <laughs> Big Mike, right? Like, anything Big Mike, I'm always down with. So, yes, there is this kind of weird theory out there, and again, I'm telling you, it goes along with the Big Mike theory, where uh, an attempt by the mainstream to normalize our attraction to men who are now women. Yes, yeah, I, I don't believe that. I, I chalk it up to just you have gay men running the fashion world, and that's why they, they think that's the most beautiful woman. You mean like a tall woman with a, uh, like a, with a very kind of robust shoulder action going on and a big, yeah, thick a woman that really line. looks like she could lay some pipe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Give it to you hard. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you're going to love this. This was the article that was uh, shown to me. You're, you were right. It was J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, man. It's from uh, ABC News. All right. lie. J. Edgar Hoover. Gay? Or just a man who has sex with men? <laughs> with a man who has sex with other men. Yes! Excuse me? Yeah! <laughs> I fucking love that, man. They gotta bring it back. I read a I read a top of mind the other day. It was killing me. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, really? like really? All right. So every everybody in our history was either a shitty piece of garbage slave owner. That's right. Who shouldn't get a statue, or oh, yeah. some Finocchio yeah, that man. we should make a statue to, as long as it's rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. That's the headline. Is he gay or just had sex with men? Like, there's no, there's no third option. <laughs> okay, so we're just going to... Okay. Edgar Hoover was gay. We're just going... Uh, whether he was gay or just had sex with men, he loved the dick. That's all we know. It's crazy. What kind of headline is this? And this was in the health section. <laughs> uh, men's health, I imagine. <laughs> oh, there's no woman in the story, Frank. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. They retroactively want to make everything gay to normalize the onslaught of the woke culture in this modern era, man. It's the only way to kind of ease the pain of what we've gone through over the last six years or so. But to I further guess. back on to the theory or the... Um, idea that there is this attempt with the Victoria's Secret models to in some way normalize masculinity as the future femininity. Uh, I, I have seen that be linked into the insane push by the media over the last 10 years or so to make 
it seemed that Michelle Obama is the unquestionable most gorgeous first lady we have ever had in the history of the United States. And who is that? Melania supermodel what now? <laughs> nah, she's hideous, man. She's married to that crackpot Trump, man. We can't find that supermodel attractive. No, this chick who's clearly a man, this is your standard of beauty in America now. Come on. Yeah, and it, you know, it's really not fair because, you know, Michelle, I think, was the youngest. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Barbara Bush might have had, had a chance when she was younger. I mean, do we really know the age of Melania? You know, I know Trump. Everybody likes Trump out there, but he, Melania. Oh, no, 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 no. This is just like, <laughs> Frank, this is like the Republican primary. Melania is number one. We're fighting for number two. Oh, here. I got you. Yeah, all right. You know? <laughs> Jackie was young. Michelle was really young. All right, man. Yeah. Yeah, see, all like, right. you look at this picture of all the first ladies. Like, a lot of them, uh, you know what I mean? And Jill only looks as good as she does because it's 2023. Well, Jill, her- famously, I believe Joe, his wife, died in a freak car accident, if I'm not mistaken, Joe Biden's first wife. And then he married Jill, who I think Joe knew Jill when she was a little bit towards that underage zone. Yeah, she, was the, she was the babysitter. The babysitter, right. Yeah, yeah, she was like 16. It, it's crazy with Joe Biden. Every angle you take, it gets creepier. Like, it's worse and weirder worse. with Joe Biden. You know, the diary with the daughter and the showers and Hunter and the big guy and everything, man. It's always worse, more cynical and sinister and just more disgusting. Yeah. It's hard to say. I got to tell you, these first ladies, because some of them look like maybe they would have been hot if you brought them up to 2023. But all we got is black and white pictures. Those women just like that must have been really hot for 1800s. I don't know. Uh, Lincoln's wife, not not really hitting high on the babe scale. Yeah, but he was a trans. That's right. Oh, Lincoln was the chick. Oh, now I get it. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, there's something about Lincoln. I forget what it is. They're trying to like. Yeah, shit they, he's uh, no. He there is evidence allegedly that he was a um, he had a homosexual lover. Oh, him too. Come on, yeah, Jesus man. Christ, it's a gay fella. Oh, that's how it works in history, man. But they he was a little bit better with hiding it. And you see the way they used to write back then. Look at the Gettysburg Address and how they spoke. We don't know what the hell they were talking about nowadays. We're idiots, man. We can't decipher that stuff. That's like high-grade English, man. He wasn't gay. His wife just looked like a man. <laughs> yeah, it was like Bill Gates and his uh, wife husband. Uh, what's his name? Dennis Quaid? Or no. I... <laughs> Kevin Klein, right? Kevin Klein is Melissa Gates. You can't prove it in any other way to me otherwise. That's the truth. I don't know, dude. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, no wonder we had to fucking put on the Statue of Liberty, let people in. Nobody was having kids. They were all gay. <laughs> they were all trannies and Pinocchios, man. Yeah. I guess for 300 years, we've just been gay. That's why we actually started the colonies, Frank. <laughs> Nothing to do with religion. We just needed sexual freedom, gender freedom. Oh, man. Well, uh, home of the, uh, f- what, land of the brave, home of the free. Did I get that right? <clears throat> <laughs> Either way, we're pretty close to uh, losing our freedom once again. We touched on this a little bit the last episode or so ago. I think we got a little time to squeeze it in here. I want to enrage some of our listeners currently uh, who maybe thought when it comes to COVID, we were out of the woods. And now to a sign of the times of return of mandatory masking. Some hospitals in at least nine states are now requiring people to wear masks. Due to the nine illnesses, including hospitals. New York City runs. Ariel Reshev is at one of those facilities with the details. Good morning, Ariel. Good morning to you, Lindsay. Yeah, this is one of 11 hospitals here in New York City to reinstate masking. Some hospitals from coast to coast, as you mentioned, now taking that step, given the rise in respiratory illnesses like COVID, flu, and RSV. 31 states in Washington, D.C. now reporting high or very high respiratory activity. And when it comes to COVID-19, hospitalizations have been climbing for the past seven weeks with 30,000 new admissions in just the past week alone. The CDC saying nearly 4,500 people have also died from the flu so far this season, certainly stoking concern. 
Uh, I'm going to uh, remind everyone in that blissful year of 2020, you remember how many people died of the flu? Zero. Zero! <laughs> Here in New York City, hospitals say they are not overwhelmed and they're simply reinstating that masking protocol to protect staff and patients. Yeah, that's right, people. Mask it up, lock it down, don't kill grandma. Come on, let's take those basketball hoops off, uh, the, you know, the nets off there, right? Let's get the caution tape around the swing sets once again, right? Come on, it's time. It's never going to end. I mean, if we're four years in now and they're still doing it, when does it end? When do we go back to normal? And why is this only in democratic cities? I don't think you remember... There is no normal. It's only the new normal. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, so That's what we have to look forward to in this new world order, my man. Uh, this is crazy. Agen- I know Chicago's <laughs> there. You know, man. We talked about it a couple episodes ago. It was hit in L.A., and I think it was New York maybe then when we talked about it, but it was definitely Chicago. Now it seems to be uh, sweeping across the country, I know Colorado always follows in the footsteps of Chicago, L.A., New York. That was the case during COVID. I would always wait to see once Chicago adopted it, then it was down to Colorado. Uh, and, and, you know, how close are we to the kids staying home? That's what, that's what they want. They want the kids to go back home from school. So because they want them dumb. They need the kids dumb. Yeah, man. But, but my biggest problem with this is... I'm supposed to, like, where am I supposed to go now to get unbiased medical attention? Because the minute I walk into your hospital and I see this mask mandate, well, that's it. Now I know you guys care more about the politics than you do my health. I already know you're not going to prescribe certain drugs. I already know you're not even going to look at certain options, depending on what I have, purely based off of politics and what your corporate daddies tell you to do. (laughs) You know? Where's Travis Kelsey at, man? Two at the same time. Uh, Yeah. It's the same thing when a doctor tells me to get a vaccine. You should get vaccinated. Now I don't take you seriously as a doctor. I think that this times out beautifully with what we expected, which is it's election season, folks. We've got the primaries just about a month away or so here. Super Tuesday, I believe, March 5th, right? We got to get into the mail-in voting game, right? Yeah, obviously. So we got to lock it down. How do we lock it down? How do we convince people to be freaked out? We can't scare them with the old uh, you're going to kill grandma tactic. No, because we boosted all the grandmas and they're all dead. So now uh, <laughs> we're, you know, we got to do something with the kids, right? So then we bring in the RSV. We scare the crap out of the parents with the respiratory disease with the kids and we lock it down again, right? We got to bring the kids home. We can't have them at the schools and everybody stay home. Here's your mail-in ballot. Don't worry. Right around midnight, we're going to turn off all the cameras and kick out all the Republicans who are counting votes with us, and then we're going to really start cranking up the counts. You know what I'm saying? Just like last yeah. time. And what kills me the most is you guys were the people of the, of the science. The science has been done and done and replicated. It's over. The mask does not work. You know who knew that very early on? Fauci. It's in his emails. <laughs> yes. Everybody knows for, since 2021 the masks do not work. They don't do anything. So you are, you are just doing it to send a message, to prove a point. There's, and where oh, I, yeah, I, man. It's like if, I t- if my brakes are squeaking and I take it to the mechanic. I don't know anything about mechanics. I'm supposed to trust him, and he tells me I need rust proofing. Okay, well, now I'm going to go get a second opinion, and I don't trust you as my mechanic anymore. <laughs> I don't need to know that I don't need rust proofing. Uh, looks like uh, what you need there is the double brakes. Yeah, yeah, everybody, um, you know, the one break, it's good. What you need is that uh, double break there. That's how stupid double masking sounded. See? Do you see, people, how the rest of us heard double masks? That's how it sounded to us. The problem is you only had one padded. We should double them up. Will that work better? That makes sense why it would, right? Science. <laughs> that was literally Fauci's answer. Remember when he gave that answer? <laughs> <It wasn't... laughs> they were like, Dr. Fauci, should we double mask? 
Well, it just makes sense. If one works, why wouldn't two work better? <laughs> oh, thank you, science. That is science. But then he had to follow through on his own insanity, and he showed up to that meeting or that hearing with uh, <laughs> Rand Paul, and he had to. He slowly, methodically removed the double masks <laughs> one at a time to really prove it, right? And it wasn't just two of the same. He had the uh, the hand cloth one that he took off, and then he took off that N95, right? The duck bill. He always had the, uh, was it the Washington team? It was the Washington Nationals when he threw out the Nationals. first pitch. How could yeah. we ever forget, man? That he always had that mask on top. I got my out of mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the face diapers. I... I uh, find those so funny. I, I've seen a few of them. I just dropped off Emma to the airport, like I said, and I saw a few groups there with the face diapers back on. But I got to say, in regards to Fauci, an exciting week lies ahead for us uh, folk who weren't big fans of him. Uh, we, you know, we weren't on the Brad Pitt side of celebrating the Fauci. <laughs> uh, but either way... He is doing his deposition this week. He's got two 15-hour like sessions that he's going to do with the Senate. And uh, Rand Paul keeps tweeting about it, how we're going to finally get the, uh, the real answers from Fauci. <laughs> Dude, you sent me that article. Uh, it was like, breaking news. It turned out 2023, 81% of all jokes made on TV were against Republicans. <laughs> It's a New York uh, Post article. It freaking blew my mind, bro. I it, like it, how they couldn't believe it. Yes, yeah, they were, they were so shocked. <laughs> I can't, there's a slight bias in the mainstream media, Frank. Have you have you heard of this? Can you believe it? Uh, <laughs> it sounds like our late night Jimmy's sway to one political aisle. I don't know if there is a slight bias. So let's go to. Let's go to uh, failed presidential candidate Ted Cruz, and then we'll go to the greatest <laughs> senator of Texas, uh, Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> I'll say I found it funny, or it, I guess it took me by surprise simply because I thought I, I was like thinking of Gutfeld, and I thought, I don't know, I, I, for some reason in my head, I thought there was more people on, there's no balance, okay, and I'll, I'll I actually, there's stats now, which is absolutely outrageous. Uh, this is for 2023. 81, this media research center, they found 81% of all political jokes uh, targeted conservatives. And the, they analyzed 9,518 political jokes between, told between six major daily night shows, uh, daily late night shows, and it found that 7,729 of those 905,000 um or those 9,500 jokes, so 7,000 of them took aim at someone or something on the right side of the political spectrum. Uh, and in the article, the best part is the front picture is Jimmy Kimmel yucking it up with Barack Obama. It's fantastic. <laughs> and they're having themselves a gay old time. Dude, just turn on SNL. Their whole shtick is they have females play Republican men. Well, here's my favorite part and why I sent it to you. Uh, of the 2,215 political jokes made on Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1,960 or 88% were directed at conservatives. Because he's in the center, Frank. He's in the center. Of, of the political figures Kimmel roasted, 94 of them were on the right, and only 37 were on the left, with 11 aimed at nonpartisan figures. All right. Uh, Kimmel roasted Trump 762 times. He dinged Biden 164 times. And he joked about Kamala Harris once. <laughs> Made fun of Kamala once. One time, man. What could you possibly make fun of, Frank? He's perfect. He's perfect. Come on, man. One joke about Kamala Harris? Her whole experience in that White House has been a joke. Oh, dude, same thing with Joe Biden. Your jokes about him were like when he fell off the bike. Uh, your joke about Joe Biden was like, he must have fallen off the bike because his dick is so big. It weighed him down, <laughs> tripped him up. Big dick Joe, that's what they called him in, in the Senate. Oh, man. He caused, 
He calls Pete Davidson on the daily to get advice on how to work that thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what are you talking about? Pete Davidson calls Joe. No, Pete Davidson calls Willem Dafoe to get the real lowdown, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Willem Dafoe has no time for that fake energy. <laughs> That's right. Willem Dafoe energy, baby. Yeah. He's got women to please. <laughs> <laughs>